A word for today, Lions Down's daily podcast to help you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. Nothing could matter more. This isn't to replace your personal Bible reading and prayer, but rather encourage and help you in it. It's Saturday the 30th of January. We're going back to 2 Peter chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 1 to 3. But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed. And in their greed they will exploit you with false words. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle, and their destruction is not asleep. Peter here is introducing a long section we'll be seeing in succeeding weeks on false teachers in his last letter to the churches of his time and through God the Holy Spirit to us in the here and now, the churches of today. We are receiving vital teaching that will make us grow up understanding about the ever-present nature of false teachers, teachers who are themselves false, who are implacable, who are unappeasable, who can only be changed by God. False teaching who can't just be corrected by having their teaching corrected. Everything that comes from them will serve a false purpose. And we've seen that uh, their modus operandi is deceit. They will smuggle in what they say, uh, false uh, destructive heresies, what they say will lack integrity. It may seem to be true in one context, but then you compare it to another context, you say, hang on, that doesn't add up. It is not true. It will be uh, truth that is not to be found in the Bible. Um, As well as practicing deceit, they will be very popular. The effect will be to seduce people, almost literally, by their sensuality. They will say it's okay to find uh, fulfillment in expressing your true nature. Why should you not proudly live out what you feel yourself to be? Now that's a message that is going to find great popularity in our fallen world and in fallen hearts. And because of them, we're told they will blaspheme the gospel. You're definitely not going to hear the gospel from such people. Uh, We're also told that they're motivated by greed, that's to say by self-advancement, that is ruthless in the exploitation, the using of others. They don't care at all what happens to other people. Other people can quite literally go to hell as far as they're concerned. They just want what they can get from doing what they're doing. And they will do it very skillfully with molded, uh, well-tuned, false words. That's to say, Words that serve a false purpose. Words that corrupt and mislead their hearers. And now the last thing uh, that we see in verse 3 is this phrase. Their condemnation from long ago is not idle and their destruction is not asleep. Now Peter is talking about their destiny here. But in talking about their destiny, he's talking about their origin. And it introduces a very shocking Bible doctrine called reprobation. Now, the doctrine of reprobation says that God, as well as predestining a people for salvation before the creation of the world, bypasses others 
and those whom he bypasses are the reprobate. That is to say, they are destined for hell. Now that's a very hard doctrine to uh, believe, but it is a doctrine the Bible teaches. And uh, I want to balance it immediately by the promise that runs through with great clarity and one could say aggression throughout every part of the Bible, which is God's promise, that whoever trusts in the Lord Jesus Christ, that means to say in his atoning death, whoever casts themselves upon him will be saved. There is no discrimination in that promise. The most famous verse in the world, John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever, that embraces every single person, whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. So if somebody was to say to me, well, you know, what if I'm the reprobate? What if I'm condemned to hell from before the creation of the world? I would say, well, you know that God has promised of a certainty that whoever comes to the Lord Jesus and believes, repents and believes, will be saved. Do you have a problem with that? If you do, who are you blaming? So we must remember that, and we must also remember that, of course, when God doesn't choose to save people, he is not acting unjustly. The injustice of God, if it's anywhere, is in saving people. And the only way that injustice is made right is through the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus had to die, to vindicate the righteousness of God. We immediately fly to the idea that Jesus died to save us, but actually the first thing he died for was to make the God who chose a people before the creation of the world righteous by paying the price and thereby vindicating the justice of God in choosing sinners. You see, the problem the Bible faces is how can God save sinners? The problem the world faces is how can God pass by sinners? But you see, that does not take account of the nature of God. That's a typical man-centered approach. By that I mean human being-centered approach. No, the problem the Bible faces is how can a righteous God justly save a sinful people? And the answer to that is through the cross of Jesus Christ. So if God's injustice was to be seen anywhere, it was not in those he passes by, but rather in those he chooses. And but for the cross, it would not be just. But with the cross, his justice is served and he is greatly glorified in the salvation of a people. Now, that was all rather theological, and I hope you've been able to keep track of what I've said. I don't mean to sound patronizing, but I appreciate uh, those are quite deep issues. But let's come back now to see what Peter is saying about these false teachers. He's saying their condemnation from long ago is not idle. He's saying they are living out the destinies, and their destruction is not asleep. He's saying God hasn't lost control. We shouldn't look around at the world and say, oh, false teachers everywhere. God surely is losing control. What's going on? No, no, that's not the case at all. God's purposes are actually being served through false teachers. That's something we'll probably come on to a little bit later in this series. And we shouldn't think that God has lost control because uh, they are, as it were, getting away with it. No, they're not getting away with it. They are destined for destruction, and they are not to be envied as a result. We should not 
yearn to share their power, their prestige, their position. No, no, they're on the slipway to hell. They are not to be envied. We'll come back for one last time to this passage tomorrow. Heavenly Father, what a solemn matter is raised here, the doctrine of reprobation, those whose condemnation was from long ago. We thank you so much for the amazing promise of the gospel that whoever turns to the Lord Jesus Christ will of a certainty be saved. And we pray that you would humbly renew our passion for the glorious gospel, that we would share it with all around us, especially our loved ones. Please, would you honor your glory in your gospel. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. A word for today, helping you abide in Jesus by seeing to it that his word abides in you. This podcast was brought to you by Lionsdown at lionsdown.org.